famous, I think, wedding in human history. It's not Cam's wedding to Joy in a month. It's not even my wedding a few weeks ago or anyone else's here. It's a wedding where we don't ever even know who the bride and groom are. We never even know who the man and woman getting married are, but this story today is the most famous wedding story, I think, in world history. And so what we're going to do together is we're going to hear this story together, and I've got two questions for us that I want us to be listening out to as we hear the reading. Here's the first question. What does Jesus do? Now that might be quite an easy question. The second question is the harder one. What does it all mean? So we're going to have the reading now. What does Jesus do? What does it mean? Are we ready? The reading's on the screen for us. Here we go. John chapter 2, the wedding at Cana. Are we listening? On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no more wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, What concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, Now draw some out and take them to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk but you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this. The first of his signs in Cana of Galilee and revealed his glory and his disciples believed him. Now, here's the question. I wonder if a child can tell me what did Jesus do in that story? Anyone, you can shout out. What did Jesus do in the story? Anyone? Absolutely brilliant. He turned the water into wine. And the second question, what does it all mean? Well, we'll have a little bit more time to think about that. So keep thinking about that as we begin. Now, Jesus turns the water into wine. I thought we'd have a go at recreating that. In the reading, it says the water jars, I couldn't say that word, purification, between 80 and 120 litres in size. So this is my one litre bottle. I'm going to have a little bit of it just to cool me down. This is a one litre water bottle, okay? Imagine this, a hundred times bigger. This is how big the jars were. And here is my little jug, okay? I've got my glass of wine from home, empty. Okay, here's my glass of wine empty. I've got my water jug. This was actually a wedding gift for us. This was a wedding gift. Imagine that a hundred times bigger, okay? What am I going to do? I'm going to take the water. Here's the water. Good Sheffield tap water. I'm going to pour it into the jug all the way to the top and see what happens. Are you ready? Now, now, I I imagine 
Many of you know how that happened. And I imagine you know I'm not Jesus. And I've got Cam, our new youth worker. He's only been here a week. He already gave me that idea. So imagine how good it'll be when he'll be here Sunday by Sunday. So thank you, Cam, for that. Now, Jesus turned water into wine. But some of us might be thinking here today, I'm not sure I believe that. I've got questions about that. And if you don't have questions about that, then your friends do at school. Your friends do, who you live next to. Your colleagues, if you're an adult, at work, or your neighbours, or your family. So what are we to say about that? How can we believe Jesus turned water into wine? Well, I was reading something this week, and it was a beautiful um, artist and writer called Wendell Berry. And he said, you know what? The world is full of wonder. And this week at Holiday Club, the kids will be at Wonder Zone. And the author, Wendell Berry, says, actually, what does water turn into? Water turns into grapes with a little bit of sun and a little bit of soil. So next time, adults, you have a glass of Merlot or a Sauvignon Blanc, there is wonder there. It's gone from water to wine. And that happens in the world all over, again and again and again, every summer. What else can we say if we have doubts and questions about this miracle? Well, I think we could say, remember who Jesus is. At the beginning of this gospel, John says that Jesus is the one through whom everything was made. Through him, everything was made. Nothing was made that has been made without Jesus. So don't you think Jesus might be able to quicken that process from water to grape to wine in a moment without the use of blackcurrant squash? And finally, C.S. Lewis, a great writer from the last century, he was an atheist. He didn't believe in God for years and years and years. Eventually he did. And partly it was through reading the Gospels. And he said, you know what? My job, my whole adult life at the universities of Oxford and Cambridge was reading fairy tales. And C.S. Lewis says... The Gospels are not fairy tales. He says he knows what a fairy tale is. But the Gospels, even this story, it has people in it with names. It has places like Cana and Galilee. And it has details like 80 to 120 litres of water. So, I'd like us to stand up on our feet for a minute. And here's our first part of the rhyme for today. I'm not a poet, but I try my best. Here it is, okay? Jesus' first sign, changing water into wine. Can you have a go after me? One, two, three. Jesus' first sign, changing water into wine. Now can we shout it as loud as possible? After three, one, two, three. Jesus' first sign, changing water into wine. Okay, shall we whisper it? Jesus' first sign, changing water into wine. And we're going to think about what it all means after we sing the next song, which appropriately is Water You Turn Into Wine. So let's stay standing as we sing together. Thank you.
so far. After three, one, two, three. Jesus' first sign, changing water into wine. Fantastic. Do have a seat. Now the question is, what does it all mean? At the end of the story, John, the gospel writer who was there, he says, this, the first of Jesus' signs, he did in Canaan of Galilee. Jesus revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. So, hands up anyone or shout out, what does this sign mean? What does Jesus reveal about himself? Any ideas? It's a tougher question. Go on. Any ideas? Anyone can shout out. What does it, what does it show us? He loves a good party. Thank you, Caroline. Absolutely. He loves a good party. What else does it mean? He, he changes the whole thing. No water, le- no wine left. And Jesus restores the party. What, what else? What else does it show us? Thank you. Thank you very much. Yet Jesus wants the best for us. He rescues the whole situation, doesn't he? Yeah, any others? Can we think of any others? Yeah. Jesus is the Son of God. Yes. Fantastic, because only the Son of God could do this. Only the one who is God could suddenly turn water into wine like that. Anything else? Any more thoughts? Absolutely. He cares about the everyday. In the 9.15, Mark said, Jesus turns the ordinary of life, people, weddings, wine, into something extraordinary. And Jesus, in this sign, in this miracle, what does he show us? He shows us all those things. And in the Old Testament, wine was a great picture of God's blessing and love and abundance and joy and celebration and everything being right. So in Amos, the prophet Amos, in Isaiah, we have things like wine dripping from mountains. Can you imagine that? Isn't that extraordinary? We have a feast of the best of wines. And so when Jesus comes, he restores this party. Here's our final little bit of a rhyme. Jesus' first sign, changing water into wine. Jesus revealing his glory, restoring the party. To restore means to make it better. And this story is a picture of what Jesus will do with the whole world one day. And it's a picture of what he can do in each and every one of our lives as he transforms us. And lots of people outside the church, they say, you know what, Jesus, if you follow Jesus, you have a reduced life. You have less of a life. You have a watered-down life. But Jesus is showing in this sign, his first sign, that nothing could be further than the truth. Jesus comes to give us life, and life in all its abundance. Joy, happiness, celebration, through all the highs and lows of life. So, should we stand up and have a go at saying the rhyme all together? I think that's my cue. 
Jesus' first sign, changing water into wine. Jesus revealing his glory, restoring the party. Shall we have a go? Jesus' first sign, changing water into wine. Jesus revealing his glory, restoring the party. Let's shout it. One, two, three. Jesus' first sign, changing water into wine. Jesus revealing his glory, restoring the party. And shall we sit down and whisper it to finish? Are you ready? Let's pray that we would know more of Jesus' joy, his love, his happiness, his abundance in our life. And let's pray that we'd share that with others. Lord Jesus Christ, you came to a wedding and transformed it. You showed your love and your power and your care. And we pray that each and every one of us would know more of Jesus' joy and happiness and love in our lives And that through us, others would know Jesus Christ and the great hope of all the world finishing perfectly restored. And we pray in his name. Amen.